Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. My name is Bex and I love books and that's pretty much all you need to know really. On today's show I'll be talking to Natlet Seema about her new book Opie Jones. But first, shall we check in with Maz Evans? I'm joined right now down the line by Maz Evans, author of uh, Vice by License to Chill, also formerly of the Who Let the Gods Out series as well. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Hello, although I'm a little worried. That makes it sound like I've been fired from my last book. You know, we, we, we just agreed to separate and pursue different different courses, you know, as part of the Yeah, as I said it, formally of it. Maybe, yeah, sorry, I feel like I've brought you into disrepute so there. Like, no, you haven't done that, Bex. I've done that perfectly well on my own. Don't worry, that one is not on you, my friend. It's lovely to be here again. Lovely to be on Fun Kids. Oh, it's a dream to have you on. Um, now I, I've, I love your book, Vice Bar. I was genuinely really excited about it. Um, so when I got a Sweetie. copy, I was honestly, um, as you know, I tweeted you about it because I was like, "It's here! It's here!" Because I'd seen <laughs> you tweeting it. And first of all, I know we shouldn't judge books by their cover, but it just looks really fun. Please, if I can ask your listeners to do one thing, please always judge my books by their cover because the covers are done by the really clever people in the process. The illustrator, this book's illustrated by the gorgeous Jez Toya, who's done the most fantastic job, and my publishers who do all stuff. It's when you get inside the problems start because then it's over to me. But please always <laughs> judge my books by the covers because the covers are fantastic. So I'm so. And it's embossed, it sticks out yeah. a bit, and it's got a spy hole, which I can't tell you how much excitement that's given me it's and also on the back speaking of covers we should say uh you've, you've got a little thing of the book in three words you've put thrilling family and funny and it lives up to those three words i have to say you're very kind thank you i'm so pleased that's all that's what i aspire to frankly in life and in art to be thrilling look after my family and occasionally be funny so uh, i'm very pleased the book has achieved it even if i'm not at the moment oh man tick 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 it's it's uh such a good book um can you tell our listeners a little bit about Vi and the interesting life she's beginning to lead? I certainly can. So Vi is short for Valentine. Valentine Day is our hero. And um, Valentine is a, a, my sort of girl. She's feisty and she's funny. She's a bit cheeky bit naughty she doesn't always walk on the side of the angels but certainly I don't so I'm not going to be judging anyone for that and um, Vi has lived uh, 11 happy years with her mum Easter and her nan Indy Uh, they're all the day family so she's Valentine Day her mum's Easter Day and her gran is Indy Day Independence Day (laughs) and um, as we start the book Vi is deeply suspicious correctly it turns out that her mum Easter uh, is or was a spy she's unfortunately as all spies are not very good at keeping this a secret because she can't quite help herself but just like do spy stuff all of the time so as we open the novel Vi decides it's time to challenge mum about this and find out once and for all if mum is indeed a spy and she was she was a great spy a super spy for an agency called spider 
Uh, but as is often the way with wee mums, once she had a baby, uh, she decided to change course a little bit because this was quite a dangerous career. And she's kind of swung the other way, Easter. She's now super overprotective and uh, really doesn't want Vice to do very much at all. Certainly not become a spy, which, of course, is then the thing that Vi wants most in the whole wide world to become a spy. So as far as Vi's aware when we meet her, her father, Robert, was also a spy. And he died, as everyone says, as he would have wanted, uh, diffusing a nuclear missile in space when she was sure. just a baby so yeah it was is the, the fit again so um when uh, we start easter is just about to get remarried in fact uh, to george sprout who is vi's very lovely slightly dull but very lovely form teacher and uh, he brings with him a son russell Russell Sprout is about about to become Vi's stepbrother and she's not terribly thrilled about this. Uh, Russell is the school's like uber geek who's into robots and tech and that's not Vi's kind of scene at all. So she's not sort of terribly pleased about all of this. But um, things take a bit of a stranger turn when on uh, Easter and George's wedding day, there is indeed a lawful objection. Uh, And it comes from Robert, Vi's dad, who it turns out is not dead at all, uh, was never a spy, and is in fact, as he claims, a reformed supervillain. He is the world's second worst supervillain. But he says he's left all that behind and he's changed his ways and he wants to get to know Vi because he hasn't known her since she was a baby. Um, And if Easter won't let him do that, then he won't give her the divorce that she needs to marry George, because on a slight technicality, they never actually got divorced. So uh, Vi is thrown into this situation where she is the child of a divorcing super spy and super villain. And you know, anyone who's experienced divorce like me knows it, it can be pretty challenging and messy at the best of times. But when your parents have got bazookas in their airing cupboards, you know, literally anything could happen at any moment. So it's a book really about, you know, what happens when families change shape and how you find your way through it. Yeah, she's kind of fighting this on two... By the way, that was an excellent uh, introduction to it. I mean, if, if anybody's listening right now and they don't want to read it, what's wrong with you? Because that's... that's <laughs> yeah, funny. Mum, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Come on. It was... But yeah, so she's kind of fighting this war on two fronts. First of all, on a kind of like normal person level, she's got her parents who are kind of back... Her dad's back in her life. Yep. But on the other level, she's got all this spy stuff going on and she's just desperate to be a spy. Well, that's it. And Umbra, who is the world's worst supervillain and Robert's former boss, Robert's uh, villain name is Sir Charge. So uh, Sir Charge was Umbra's number two, uh, which, of course, gives me, who loves a poo joke, any number of fun. Uh, but Umbra also is around. Uh, Easter was under the impression that she had eliminated Umbra uh, just shortly before she retired. But no, Umbra has been lurking in the shadows and is back and is trying to take over the world with this horrible device called a Neurotrol, which uh, manipulates people's brainwaves into doing whatever you tell them to do. So you know, robbing people of all their choice and free will and, and, and making them do whatever... Yeah, whoever's in control of the neurotrol wants them to do. So Vibe finding out about this sees it as an opportunity to prove her spy chops, you know, to prove that she can be a spy and prove to her mum and prove to everybody that she's she's kind of got what it takes to go to Ribbington Hall, which is the big school for spies that mum is forbidding her to attend. Uh, so Vi, who is 11, decides, along with Russell's help, who's like, you know, trainee Q, he's got all the tech, uh, that she's going to take on the world's biggest supervillain uh, and prove to everybody she has what it takes to be a spy. By. And, you know, she's got school and bullies and, you know, homework and, and all of that stuff to, to attend to as well. So she's, she's got a lot on her plate as young Vi. Two things that did stand out. First of all, uh, the, the, the former spies, should we say, that have been kicked out of the... <laughs> 
Uh, absolutely, the Silver Service. Oh, so the Silver Service uh, is it turns out that um, yeah, the, the whole family is in on this gig. So uh, Vi is actually descended from a long line of female spies. So her granny uh, Indy Day was a cryptologist. She breaks codes and, and things like that. Um, and unfortunately, Spider, the the organisation, they throw their spies out when they're seventy into sort of forced retirement. So they formed their own organisation based at Nan's nursing home called the Silver Service. And it turns out that sort of whenever everyone's backs turns and they, and they think they're playing whist and having a nap. Actually, they've got surveillance systems and various weapons hidden around the place and, you know, high-tech computer systems hidden in, hidden in the snakes and ladders. So, uh, yes, she, she sort of discovers this whole network of over 70 spies who, you know, are old school and kind of actually, you know, show, show where some of the tech is lacking sometimes with their old school spy techniques. I loved them. I also loved... Uh... You have a, a way with jokes that um, it's. I think the book is one of those ones where you could reread it and find jokes that you hadn't found the first time, or like um, I hope so. little acronyms like um, the X Villain Improvement League. <laughs> I've really enjoyed that. I and love that. You're very good at naming things and just making it. Uh, and if you think about it twice, like like Russell Sprout, you're like, ah, oh, oh yeah, it's pretty fun. It is one of my great joys, but it's an awesome responsibility, like naming a child and you think, I, I'm saddling these characters with this. But yes, Evil is the, the ex-villains improvement league, which is the support group that Robert and other reformed supervillains go to, to kind of keep them on the straight and narrow, and thereby meets this kind of host of reformed supervillains who are, who are trying to go straight and, and, and renounce their wicked ways, but they are finding it, you know, it, different, difficult to different degrees. Uh, when I finished the book i i don't want to ruin too much for the listeners but i felt a bit like it was a, a kind of superhero origin story like the kind of story you hear before <laughs> the rest of the big stuff kicks off as well so i'm glad you've got two more books in the works there are two more books coming yes indeed yes there will be two more um uh, you will see hopefully vi will get her way to rivington hall but life life will not be straightforward for her she's still got her parents to sort out uh, and she's still trying to prove that, that she can be a spy and she's still trying to save the world from umbra so it, it takes three books for Frankly, Bex to fit it all in. So, uh, thank goodness I've got a bit more space. I'll run out, run out of pages. I can imagine, and also I need to just give a little shout out to Russell and George, who I just thought were such lovely characters, and so nice that George, for example, like eventually Vi sees that he's just a nice guy and, and makes her mum super happy. Exactly, and he's—I love George. He's like—he's just a warm cuddle, and he loves—he can't help himself but intersperse everything he says with little facts about. Yeah. You know, he's very literal, and he—and he tells you all this sort of lovely information. And Vice starts to realize that actually being exciting and dynamic, and you know, and thrilling, like my book is, uh, comes—you know—kind of comes with other sides to it. And actually, someone you can really depend on who's always there for you, and it, and it's just their role in life to be a really good person. Actually, she comes to value that. Uh, a lot more as the book goes on I love yes, it I've, I've, I've decided every month they're going to have a fun kids book of the month uh, this year uh, so yeah I can happily say that this is my book of the month for February I've, I think my <laughs> five is the best one Odd bringing a book out in lockdown because normally yeah. I'd go round and you'd go. I'd go to schools, I'd go to festivals, I'd go to bookshops. I'm just sort of sitting on my bum in the front room, kind of going, "I wrote a book, everybody. Uh, don't want to read my book. It's really good. It's thrilling and family and funny." And yeah, so that I thank you so much. What an honour! I'm absolutely thrilled. Thank you. I am um, no. You, thank you. N- 
I'm my pleasure. I'm thrilled by it. It's so nice to see uh, such uh, a lovely book come out in the middle of this quite tricky time. Um, and it's just fun and it's something you can really escape into. And also it's just a really great book. And I just was like, yeah, we got we got to get this as the, the book of the month for Feb. Definitely. Oh, you're very kind. And I think it's, it's a funny thing being a comedy writer, because sometimes as a comedy writer, you kind of feel, oh, you know, there's a lot of really serious books out there that yeah. deal with really important, you know, big issues that are facing the world. And the world's in this, you know, extraordinary time at the moment. But I do think there's also a place and I hope the book does deal with issues that are important to people. You know, it is about family. And uh, my my own family went through a divorce three years ago when my then husband and I got divorced. And even though, like, we're super best mates, um, you know, it was very difficult on my three mm. children and a lot of children will have been through or, or will be going through divorce and I really just I want them to, to know it's okay it gets better I promise it gets better <laughs> time is a great healer for all of these things but more importantly than that I just want to give people a laugh Bex you know we all we all need a bit of a laugh at the moment don't we and if oh, I can sure. put a few smiles with a few well-placed farty gags uh, in someone's life I say gags I will not come fart in someone's life that would not be appropriate and not what any anybody needs right now just ask my kids uh, then that's wonderful so thank you thank you for helping me to do that oh no problem and before i let you go i'm, I'm gonna ask a little uh, special kind of easter egg for fun kids listeners is there something that we should look out for in the book that you love or maybe a joke or uh, a, a phrase or a name that you think is really funny that you want our listeners to look out for when they read it Oh, there's quite a few little things, actually. My One of my favourite characters is Siren, who's one of the uh, evils. And she has all sorts of... of you know, bless her, biological issues going on as the book goes through. And, she, and she's quite keen to tell everybody. But sometimes it's the little things that make you laugh the most. And we talked about Silver Service earlier, mm-hmm. um, the, the over 70s division of the, of the Spy Secret Service. And um, they have their own internet, uh, which they say they need something that's top secret uh, and, um, you know, high speed and large font. Uh, and the Secret Service's uh, internet is called Cobweb. And that just came to me one day, and I don't know why, it just made me laugh my head off. I just thought, I love it, cobweb and internet for the over-70s. And, yeah, it's the little things that please little minds like mine, Bex, but I I hope people enjoy the cobweb. No, I love it. I'm sure they will. Uh, Honestly, Maz, it's such a great book. Um, Thank you so much for bringing Vice by to us, and I look forward to maybe seeing you in person for the second or third one, maybe, perhaps. I really hope so. I've got another book coming out later this year as well, so maybe if we're all around and about, I might see you then. But thank you so, so much, and keep bringing the fun to kids, fun kids. We love you. Now, I was very excited to give Maz my Fun Kids Book of the Month award because it's such a funny adventure book. I loved it so much. Not only does she include lots of lovely stories about real life, also, she has lots of big adventures about superheroes and supervillains as well. Also, it's one of those books I reckon you can read over and over again and still find amazing, funny jokes. Hello, everyone. I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! Next up, speaking of funny people, we've got Natlet Seema right now. She is super fun and has perfected the art of the funny novel in her brand new book, Opie Jones. 
Mm. I am joined right now down the line by Nat Lertzema, amazing author and person I actually know in real life. Hey, Nat. In real life, Bex. Remember that? <laughs> we could see each other's faces. <laughs> I remember it from so long ago, but it's really nice to actually chat to a friend who's written a book because that very rarely happens on Fun Kids. You're making it sound like your friends are really lazy. Like, well, seriously, guys, get a move on. Write some books. Be more like Nat. Now, you've written <laughs> a, an amazing book. You've written Opie Jones Talks to Animals. And it is a wonderful book. I read it uh, quite speedily, actually, because it was just so fun to read. Um, can you tell us about your hero, Opie? Yes, Opie Jones is, um, she's 10 years old. She's quite quiet and shy and sensible. And she's not like your classic superhero. But then she's not your classic superhero because when she discovers she has uh, a super skill, it turns out to be something a little bit less glamorous than she thought. She thought she was a mind reader and she was going to join this gang of mind readers called the Resistance. But in fact, she's an animal mind reader. So there is a bit more chatting to earwigs. So, but you know, (laughs) life never works out as you plan. She, yeah, she discovers she has this quite incredible talent that at, at first, you know, that the people who are the resistance, the, the big superheroes, they're a bit sniffy about it. But actually, it's quite a useful skill to have, right? Yeah, right. I think it really comes into its own and she feels very quietly um, smug when they, they come around to appreciating her. And the thing with Opie is you've got this big story of her, you know, not like other kids becoming a bit of a... a special kind of chosen one almost but you've also Mm. got just day-to-day kind of school life with uh, Jackson and Killian and just uh, the friends that she's trying to make. Yes and Killian isn't all bad really he can be very spiky but uh, I think a little later in the book you realise why he is being spiky and um, I think that that is a message through the book really which is like putting yourself in other people's shoes and and thinking about how other people think and feel. Uh, which I think fit Dopey quite well because she's a very thoughtful person and she can read animal minds. She can. Uh, one of the things I loved about this is is partly biased because I know you, but um, mm. first of all, it's really funny. Like it is just a really genuinely funny book. Oh, but also good. I could, that was the ima- Well, yeah, no, it's, it's great. But I can imagine, I read it kind of in your voice a little bit. Um, and especially the animals. Now, you every yes. uh, between every chapter, you've got different animals who pop up and do a kind of piece to camera almost, like a little monologue. Uh, can you tell yeah. us about those animals? I um oh when I started it I just I scattered a couple through and the editor was like I love these have one in every chapter and as I was heading for chapter 32 I was a bit like oh dear <laughs> this is so many animals <laughs> but um, but I I would sometimes just go out and be looking around and being like animal 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 what's an animal a worm great <laughs> um but yeah I uh I just loved the idea of of just being able to like listen to an animal chat to you for a little while and um and also because Opie is quite a sensible, serious person, but I really love to have a lot of comedy in the book. And actually, I think a lot of the comedy comes from the animals around her and Opie can stay focused and on target because she's she's sensible like that. Yeah, she's um, she's not attacked by a lot of animals, but she's got a lot of animals vying for her attention, should we say, especially birds. Yes. Especially birds. She just seems to have an affinity with birds. Um, Now I think about it, that might be because I've written this book sort of mainly in quite high up flats where I'm looking out the window and seeing birds. (laughs) Well, I I was... um, So my uncle keeps pigeons, weirdly, um, and he races them. So when I was reading your pigeon conversations, I was like, that's what they're saying. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, pigeons obviously are London cockneys. No two ways around it. (laughs) And seagulls are a little bit feisty and, you know, some things are just obvious and then some animals you have to have a think about what their personality might be like. Well, I was surprised you made horses so aggressive. I do not like horses, Bex. Is that why? Sorry, this is a controversial opinion, (laughs) yes. 
When I was younger, I really wanted horse riding lessons and my parents like didn't have a lot of money, but in a mad moment signed me up for like 10 horse riding lessons and paid up front. And I went for my first lesson and I was like, oh, I don't like this in any way at all. They're really big and hoofy and they kick and I don't like it. And my parents were like, well, tough buttercup. You've got nine weeks of this. And every Friday I would see it coming, just like Saturday was coming around the corner. I was like, oh no, when will it be Sunday? When will the horse bit be over? And that has influenced in Opie Jones because I did read it and I was like, she's really not happy with this horse. No, we don't like horses. I mean, I don't think they like me either. It's fine. We just, we go our separate ways. We barely bump into each other at parties. It's fine. Yeah. You're not in each other's social circles. That's okay. That's it. That's absolutely fine. There's no real animosity there, but they're very big. I I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, a miniature horse, a little Shetland pony. Yes, fine. We can be friends. But a really big one. I'm quite scared. There's also, speaking of things that are scary, you've got quite a big old villain in this one as well. Yes. Yeah, I wanted a proper baddie. And in fact, I gave him a sidekick baddie as well because, you know, yeah, good to have a lot of evil swirling around the place. It was, uh, yeah, you, I, I'll tell you one thing that I was very surprised at with this book, and I don't want to ruin it, so I'm going to try and be very delicate, is um, your ending is so... It's, it, you really do leave that cliffhanger there as to what's going to oh, happen yeah. next. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have done that unless I knew I was definitely going to write a second book because that would be really unfair <laughs> to leave people on a hiff- cliffhanger and then be like, OK, guys, bye. And it's my readers very... would be like, sorry, what? Now what? Now what? what? <laughs> you you leave it on a lovely note, but also a note when I was like, what? What? And I was like flicking through pages. Yeah. But then, on the plus side, you did include a quiz at the back of the book. Yes, I did. I thought that was quite important to, um, you know, know yourself a bit better. It is. Now, I did the quiz just totally without looking at the answers and, and I absolutely got that I'm a dog like a hundred percent and I, I thought it I think that's a very sense. pleasant thing to be yeah I'm, I'm looking through the like for which answer was it um yeah where is your favorite place to sleep a soft bed yeah mm-hmm. um I quite enjoyed um what's your favorite food all food makes me happy thank you and then afterwards yes. I was like oh that makes sense well what animal are you did you do this quiz because you had an animal in mind for yourself yeah, I think I probably came out as an eye-eye. I'm quite stressful to live with. What is an eye-eye? I was going to ask you. It's like a really big-eyed animal in Thailand that like leaps around the place and is a bit erratic. My brother lives in Thailand, so wh- whenever I go out to visit him, I'm always like, what's that wandering by? <sighs> like, even in Thailand, it. chickens have very long legs, and you think that that would be fine. And then a chicken wanders by and you see it out the corner of your eye, but you're like, that's way higher than a chicken should be. <laughs> I've got to say, chickens, birds do freak me out a little bit because if you get too close to them, you're like, you're just a little dinosaur. This seems really weird. Yes. Yes, it's very true, isn't it? Yeah. It Once you know that birds are descended from dinosaurs, you're like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you can't unsee it. Um, now, with this book, uh, I'm, I'm imagining obviously a lot of uh, bookshops are closed right now, but independent bookshops are still doing stuff online and lots of yes. places online are still selling books, which is great. Um, when our listeners read it, because I'm sure they will, can you tell me one thing that they should look out for in the book or something that made you laugh or something that you're particularly proud of? Oh, oh, that's nice. Um, I think um, I think it is uh, that a worm plays a surprisingly heroic role in the book. <laughs> Good thing to look out for. Love that. Um, now, with every author who comes to Fun Kids, we do a little quick fire round of questions, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Just to I mean, I'll be honest, in lockdown, I think I've gone slightly mad. So some of these answers might be surprising to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, you do you. There's no judgment here. Don't worry about it. Great. Thanks, folks. Um, Just clearing that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, first <laughs> one, 
is, is pretty easy. Uh, books or Kindles? Books. Always books. I like the smell. Yeah, most authors say that. Um, heroes or villains? Villains are more interesting. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Guinea pigs or cats? Oh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, guinea pigs. They do have, they, no, guinea pigs, they do bring a bit more to the party. I did enjoy your guinea pig character in the book, I have to say. Malcolm. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, film adaptation or TV adaptation? Film adaptation. Writing or reading? Writing. Mm. Mm. Uh, Killian or Jackson? Killian. <laughs> Hogwarts or Narnia? Oh, I think Hogwarts, it's too cold in Narnia. Cool, I've never had that answer before. Uh, laptop or write by hand? <gasps> laptop. I can't write by hand anymore. It's just a, a skill that's lost me. Yeah, me too. Uh, write nine to five or do you write whenever you fancy? Whenever I fancy. So annoying to live with. Oh. Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? <gasps> oh, I, oh, I can't. That... Oh, no. <laughs> That's like brother or parent. Um, oh, oh, Paddington. Paddington, OK. Uh, yeah, that's the answer I would give. Uh, writing films or writing books? Uh, I find writing films so much easier. But then when you've written a book, you can hold it and you can't hold a film. Uh, I'm going to say books. OK, we're on brand for this interview, so very yeah, good. Yeah, right. Um, finally, the last and most important one is salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Salt and vinegar, of course. Yes, not. Yes! You could say anything for any of the answers. That's the one I wanted to hear. Salt oh, and vinegar. Oh, no, cheese and onion, it's just a bit... It's just a bit much, isn't it? It makes the roof of my mouth itch. Yes, thank you. Finally, yes. I agree. Finally, finally. Yes. Someone's saying what we've been thinking. <laughs> Oh, we also need to get a reading from Maz as well, so here's a little excerpt from her brand new book, Vice Spy. Hi, Maz Evans here, author of Who Let the Gods Out and now my new book, Vice Spy, Licensed to Chill. Vice Spy is the story of 11-year-old Valentine Day who finds herself caught between her divorcing parents, a mother who's a retired spy and a father who's a retired supervillain. So it's pretty tough to be Vi. Whilst all this is going on, while she's fighting uh, battles at home, she's also trying to prove to the world that she too can be a brilliant spy and save the world from the dark forces of Umbra, the evil supervillain who's trying to control the minds of everybody in the world. I would love to read for you uh, the very first bit of my book to give you a little taste of Vi Spy Licence to Chill. And the first chapter I have very imaginatively called Chapter One. Spies are rubbish at keeping secrets. Not your big, it's a matter of state security secrets. Obviously, they have to be good with those. After all, they wouldn't be much of a spy if they posted a selfie on Twitter while parachuting into a top-secret enemy lair. Hashtag, it's under the volcano. <gasps> no, the big stuff is safe. You have to protect the code to the Prime Minister's chocolate safe. Go ahead and tell a spy. You need to hide the world's first laser-guided intercontinental water pistol. A spy will know just the place. You've discovered that brain-sucking aliens are invading Surbiton? A spy will take that information to their grave and, hopefully, to Surbiton. But personal secrets? Forget it. If you're organising a surprise party, say nothing to a spy. There will be undiscovered species in the Amazonian rainforests will turn up on Tuesday with sausages on sticks. You mustn't tell a spy your suspicions about the lady from the corner shop. 
There'll be a SWAT team trained on a pick and mix before you can say, Monobrow! And don't ever ask a spy to keep that funny thing about your mum quiet. Imagine mum's face when she sees her pink leopard print knickers on six o'clock news. It's true. Spies are rubbish with secrets. And no one knew this better than Valentine Day. Valentine's mum was a spy. Valentine knew this because, like all spies, her mum was rubbish at keeping it a secret. There was the time her mum got Arthur Tilsley's dad arrested at the PTA casino night because she was convinced he was concealing dynamite in a bin. It was actually his wife's disgusting sausage rolls. All the time she trained next door's dog to sniff out explosives. And it attacked Fred the postman for delivering sparklers to number 12's bonfire party. All the time she abseiled from the top of the supermarket multi-story to catch the last post. Which was actually incredibly cool. Yes, Valentine was convinced her mum was a spy. And on an unremarkable Friday, in her unremarkable home, in her unremarkable town, Valentine Day was determined to prove it. That's pretty much it from the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a recommendation for a book I should read or an author you'd like me to interview, tell me all about it. Drop me a line at funkidslive.com or leave a little comment in the review section of wherever it is you get your podcasts. While you're there, if you fancy leaving a five-star little review as well, that'd be quite nice. Thanks. I'll see you again super duper soon. Bye. Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!